What is up guys, this is BC Mitten, Dire Night Gaming here for Around the Podcast Madness. It's been a minute, hasn't it? It's been quite some time. I honestly, I don't know exactly how long it's been. Um, I will say though that uh, I apologize for my uh, rather lengthy hiatus. There's been a lot going on. Um, nothing bad. It's just, um, you know, life, work. Um, and then of course, you know, you would think that uh, with all this quarantining and uh, COVID-19 slash coronavirus is going on that, you know, I might uh, have plenty of time on my hands. But, you know... Um, being a family man, you know, a a husband, uh, a father of two small boys, that is a job that never stops. Um, so yeah, um, unfortunately in a lot, in a lot of my downtime, I've been playing video games, uh, most notably, uh, here lately. Final Fantasy VII Remake. Um, And I will say this, guys. If any of you love Japanese RPGs, then you will absolutely adore the Final Fantasy VII Remake. If you played the original game back in 1997, then... Odds are you will love Final Fantasy VII Remake. Um, I ain't going to spoil anything. I ain't going to get into it because that's not what tonight's episode is about. Tonight's episode uh, is about WWE's WrestleMania 36. Um, WrestleMania 36 was split up into two days. Two days of two plus hour... Two-plus-hour events. I'm sorry for my yawning, guys. I, uh, I'm i tired, but I really want to do this. This is, you know, I mean, this is something fun for me. This is, you know, I enjoy this. Um, I do I do it for you all. I don't do it, uh, don't really do it for myself, because let's face it, I don't go back and I listen to myself. I don't do that. <laughs> I, uh... Listening to the sound of my own voice is not uh, something I find very fun. So I do it for your all's enjoyment. I do just enjoy talking about things that I know. Or things that I love. Or maybe even things that I hate. Um, For example, I hate what's going on in the world right now. Um... I'm not going to delve into politics and all that stuff, but that's not to say that at some point one of my podcasts will uh, not be on politics or just the coronavirus as a whole and how it's been handled. I will say this, however, that um, it's been a very, uh, very strange, very messed up time. You know, uh, I... uh, I go out and I run errands for my family so my wife don't have to worry about going out. And then, of course, 
We uh, don't take the boys out because, I mean, let's face it, who, who wants to expose their small kids to all of this? People are being very foolish. People are being, are not doing what they're supposed to do. And that is affecting a lot of the progress that we probably would make if people would just listen um, and do as they're supposed to. Now, be that as it may, um, you know, driving around in our town and everything, seeing, you know, empty parking lots and, you know, schools closed down and all that stuff. It's, uh, it's mind-blowing, guys. It's, it's, it truly is. It's mind-boggling. But, uh, you know, uh, I uh, I truly believe that we'll get through this. You know, I... Uh, I had my faith in God, and, um, you know, God does work wonders, and God is good. God is good all the time, no matter what. He is most likely, he is most definitely the light in our darkness, and our world is very dark right now, and if we just trust in him, trust in Jesus, then everything will be more than okay. Everything will be fantastic. Everything will be wonderful and blessed. Um, there's a silver lining to everything. There's a light to every darkness, and I truly believe that. Um, so... That is it for my rant on everything else and doing a little brief catching up i apologize too if you hear a lot of creaking from my chair this chair is horrible i hate it but um i need something to sit on so here we are um also you know i'm trying to let people sleep so i'm kind of sitting in uh, an area of the home that uh you know Hopefully, uh, nobody can really uh, be disturbed by my uh, my podcaster. Um, anywho, so, WrestleMania 36. It was definitely a weird one. Um, I, I honestly, I don't. I don't really even know where to begin with that because, you know, WrestleMania 36, it was, it was good. It was good for what it was. Um, it felt very good on some matches that felt very stretched thin. Um, other matches almost felt pointless. Um, I mean... My, my my whole thing, I guess, is the fact that Vince McMahon thought that it would be a good idea to go ahead and have WrestleMania. 
despite the fact that businesses everywhere was closing down, working on a skele- working at a skeleton crew, um, furloughs, all that stuff, and the chairman, owner of the of World Wrestling Entertainment, decided, "Hey, cool. So let's just uh, we can no longer have it in uh, Tampa." So let's move it to uh, the Performance Center and let's just go ahead and have WrestleMania. No crowds can be there, none of that stuff. So we'll just, you know, we'll still, uh, we'll still tape it, all that kind of stuff. And I mean, <laughs> to me, it is it's baffling that Mr. McMahon decided that that was even a remotely good idea because, you know, I get it. I get it. They, they, they have jobs, they get paid too. But the thing is all around the world right now, especially in the United States, there's people just being laid off jobs or losing jobs altogether because of this coronavirus stuff, you know, they're, you know, random businesses are being deemed essential. Random businesses are being able to do this, that, and the other. But at the end of the day, people are still losing jobs. There's still, there's a, a huge, 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 huge spike in, in unemployment. And I mean, it is absolutely not to the mess, you know, and... Yet Mr. McMahon's like, well, okay, cool. We'll just, uh, we'll still have WrestleMania and then hide behind the idea that, well, you know, we're, we're doing it for you all, the fans, so you could be entertained. <sighs> Excuse me. And uh, you don't have to be thinking about this coronavirus stuff. Well, you know, the harsh reality behind all this is that not long after WrestleMania 36 was done, it was announced that it was, if my understanding is it wasn't a wrestler, but it was still one of the WWE employees had coronavirus. So then it became this whole big fiasco about how uh, this person quarantined himself and uh, wasn't around anybody, wasn't touching anybody, wasn't bothering anybody. But the thing about it is, that don't matter. That matters a whole heck of a lot less because of the fact that someone got it. One of the biggest entertain- sports entertainment events of the year, every year. WrestleMania was still happening while a, you know, potentially deadly flu-like slash pneumonia-like disease was spreading rapidly. I mean, come on now. If that's not carelessness, I don't know what is. You know, I get it. Wrestlers need to make their money and everything, but it seemed more like Vince McMahon was thinking about his own pockets and thinking about, you know, like his board of directors' pockets rather than 
the health and well-being of the wrestlers. You really think that the wrestlers were practicing social distancing? Heck no. I mean, for crying out loud, half the time they were locked up in sleeper holds or Boston Crabs or figure four or figure eight or whatever. You know, and I mean, it's like, come on now. There was no social distancing happening there. So, I mean, you can't, nobody can sit here and, and say how great of an idea it was to have WrestleMania 36. It should have been put off. I get it that, like, SummerSlam and all that stuff is booked months in advance. But how does it make sense to continue to have these events, continue to have Raw and SmackDown and NXT and Superstars and all that kind of crap, you know, how that makes sense to still have them right now. A huge chunk of the money came from tickets, like ticket sales and all that stuff. The most money that WWE is probably bringing in right now is WWE Network and probably whatever uh, they get from airing on, you know, USA and, and Fox and stuff like that, you know, and then merchandise sales. That's probably where the money is coming from now. No longer ticket sales because audiences cannot be at the arenas anymore. And then, you know, on top of that, Florida deemed that WWE is essential. So now, from from now until the foreseeable future, WWE is going to host its events and, you know, all that kind of stuff in Florida, probably at the Performance Center still. So I wouldn't expect anything flashy. For those of you who enjoy wrestling and love watching like these big old get-ups and stuff for for uh, pay-per-views. I mean, I enjoyed it. I mean, heck, WrestleMania 36 had the potential to be really, really awesome. Like, I personally think it would have been really cool, for example, because of how they were advertising it and how uh, the promotional video at the very beginning of... Uh, um, the pay-per-view, uh, showing like a Becky Lynch looking like a, a Viking warrior. I mean, that was pretty cool. You know, it would have been awesome to see something like that. And then Edge, you know, looking kind of like a, a swashbuckler of some kind. I mean, that would have been awesome to see that kind of realized. But nonetheless, none of that kind of stuff happened. It was almost a as many articles say, like Bleacher Report and Sports Kita and all that kind of stuff, they, uh, you know, called it a bare-bones WrestleMania, and that's exactly what it was. So, let's talk about it. <clears throat> um, first off, Liv Morgan versus Natalia. That match had a lot of potential. But I'm just going to make this quick right now. It just, without a crowd, it kind of fell flat. And this is true for a lot of matches, unfortunately. Um, now, one thing that was really uh, curious 
was the SmackDown Tag Team Championship ladder match. Um, it was uh, a it was a triple threat for the tag titles, but only one of each tag team of the three tag teams participated. Uh, so it, it was John Morrison versus Jimmy Uso and and uh, and versus Kofi Kingston. Um, as you can expect, that ladder match was was actually pretty cool. Like I, I will say, I was I was pretty entertained by it, and it it, uh, it showed a lot of brutality and everything that uh, hadn't been in WWE for quite a while. Um, now the Raw the Raw Tag Team Championship matchup was. Ugh. I'm sorry, but that was all kinds of horrible. Like, I I was bored out of my wits for that match. No offense to them. Maybe it could be the fact that I missed a few episodes of the wrong SmackDown. But, and, you know, it's not that I'm losing my interest in wrestling. It's just that, you know, I've been, been a little busy. Sometimes I just flat out don't have time to switch on Hulu and watch even the abbreviated uh, shows. So I try to read articles and things like that, or <laughs> as lame as it sounds, Facebook. Um, but be that as it may, you know, the Street Profits against Angel Garza and uh, Austin Theory, that, that should have had a lot of potential, but it just, it... It wasn't good, I don't think. And I think that one hinged on having an audience as well. Um, now, the WWE Women's Tag Team Championship between, at the time, the reigning uh, champions, the Kabuki Warriors... Uh, up against Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. Now that was the that was a good match. That was a that was a little bit of a sleeper hit for me. Um, now I will say that one thing that really caught me off guard that is actually worth noting and actually made the match special is the fact that Nikki Cross is the one that won the match for her and Alexa Bliss. Um, that was uh, that was pretty cool because uh, I was not expecting that. I figured, you know, if Alexa and Nikki were going to win, that Alexa would have been the one to, you know, finish it off. But Nikki was the one that did. And uh, as always, the you know the Kabuki Warriors just <laughs> they they dance, they use their immense athleticism and their in-ring ability and they just they rocked that match and they made Alexa and Nikki look real good and you know that's not discrediting Alexa and Nikki's uh, in-ring ability because you know Alexa Bliss I you know I have high praise for her in-ring ability because you know as uh, as small as she is in terms of like height 
and all that stuff, she has managed to prove herself more than worthy of holding championships and having, uh, you know, uh, top-tier matches and things like that. You know, I mean, she's, uh, she's one of those rare female wrestlers that's kind of carrying the uh, women's roster right now. Um, and it ain't just her, it's, uh, Becky Lynch and, you know, uh, uh, in my opinion, Rhea Ripley. Um, I'll get to that one in just a minute. Um, now, Aleister Black versus Bobby Lashley, unfortunately, I had no, I had zero interest in that match. I will say this, though. Um, at the risk of sounding silly, uh, I really enjoyed Aleister Black's, uh, entrance attire because it reminded me a lot of, like, The Undertaker's, um, uh, like, corporate ministry days because it, like, I just absolutely enjoyed the crap out of that because I, I was just like, whoa, this is the Undertaker throwback right here. Um, and Aleister Black, he's very talented. Uh, Bobby Lashley, I'm sorry, but I just don't understand why why he's back. Like, you know, he left and he did the whole mixed martial arts thing and following the footsteps of pretty much Brock Lesnar and Ronda Rousey, he went to wrestling. Bobby, you know, as talented as he used to be, I'm not so sure that he has it anymore. And I used to really like Bobby Lashley back in the day. (sighs) Nevertheless, here we are. Um, Now... The Intercontinental Championship between uh, Sami Zayn and Daniel Bryan, um, that was that was a really good match. Like, it was very technical. And, you know, it had some uh, quirky moments, too, where, you know, where Sami Zayn being Sami Zayn plus being a heel, uh, it... Uh, it was very entertaining, uh, which was uh, the main thing. Um, the the thing that I wish would have happened is that Daniel Bryan would have won the IC title um, because there, you know, he. I don't know if it's been confirmed yet or not, or if if it's been finalized. Because uh, if so. I haven't seen anything on Bleacher Report or whatever, but um, Daniel Bryan uh, is wanting to condense his his uh, timing as far as being on the roster goes, uh, meaning he wants to go to uh, part-time instead of full-time. He wants to focus on being a father. Um, so... I think that we are going to see less and less of Daniel Bryan in the coming in, in the future. 
Um, if he's not one of the uh, unfortunate ones that end up getting let go, like uh, Kurt Angle and uh, Luke Gallows and Anderson did in uh, like the last day or two, uh, just to name a couple. Um, Daniel Bryan is one of the most talented male wrestlers of this generation. Like, he was completely and totally underrated in every way, shape, or form. And the guy has it. He, yes, whether he has a short beard or his big old goat beard, you know, he, uh, he still had it. Like, he had that. That Crispin Waugh ferocity to him when he when he wrestled, um, but yet that Eddie Guerrero elegance when he initiated some of his moves. But yet he had like his speed is just it's unparalleled when he is just ready to go, and that's what I've always really enjoyed about Daniel Bryan. And, you know, I hate that he has the neck injury that he does because it just, you know, I can imagine it would debilitate anybody. And, you know, with him being, you know, a new father and about to be a father again, um, and, you know, uh, having a wife and all that kind of stuff, I can imagine what runs through his head every time he then... Uh, a wrestling match, and he takes the bad bump in the ring, or even outside the ring. It's, <laughs> I would say that, that probably scares the crap out of him and his family. Um, but he is one of the most ta talented guys on the roster right now. And if he retires, which, I mean, honestly, anything can happen in the next couple years or even next few months. I think that that WWE would most definitely benefit from him uh, being a producer or trainer of some kind because he has that it it factor that that WWE desperately needs right now. Um. Now, even though Daniel Bryan didn't win the match and Sami Zayn did by underhanded tactics, um, it was still a really good match all around. Um, the SmackDown Women's Championship Fatal 5-Way Elimination Match between reigning champ Bayley, uh, Sasha Banks, Naomi, Lacey Evans, and Tamina. Just saying... But I don't agree with the fact that Bailey won. For the simple fact that it seems like they have, that they're trying to lean towards Sasha Banks becoming a babyface, quote unquote, good guy, or in this case, good girl, um, to face her best friend, Bailey. For the championship and then beat her for it. Because the simple fact of the matter is. Uh, Sasha Banks has not had her WrestleMania moment. 
um, they gave it to Bailey, and no, and you know Bailey is talented. She's very talented. Don't get me wrong, and she, you know, especially here lately, she has uh, she's upped the ante on her aggression, and I like that. That's good. Um, you know, this mamby pamby wrestling style is just not. It's not relevant anymore for the female roster. You know, there's been too many Iron Man, Iron Woman matches, I should say. Uh, Hell in a Cell, Steel Cage, Elimination Chamber matches that, you know, where they have beaten and brutalized themselves over and over again. Um, You know, there's been too many of that to go back to you know, roll-up pins and pesky maneuvers and moves and all that kind of stuff. Like, you know, the day the bat is over. It's been over for a while. And one of the great disappointments for me right now is that there are two female wrestlers that I think would absolutely crush, you know, the the time that the female roster is living in right now, which is you know the whole the the whole uh, women's revolution and doing all the matches that I just listed off and then some, you know is uh, AJ Lee and uh, Paige. Those two wrestlers had an aggression and an in ring ability that was almost unparalleled. And AJ Lee left because of a lot of conflicts and stuff with the WWE higher-ups. Plus, her husband was CM Punk. And as a lot of people know, CM Punk had a lot of bad blood with WWE because writers and Vince McMahon didn't think that he had the it quality. Uh, they 